come to another episode of my space. Um, we're not keeping count of the episodes, and there's a reason for that. Um, well, I better stop here. Um, today's episode is about Eric Ten Hag, and I have Precious here with me, as always. Um, it's exciting when he's here. Always, always exciting. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, and hello to every United fan out there. And I've been listening to our podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, my teeth hot, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and and for everyone to keep in mind, you know, tomorrow is a match day. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> we play Arsenal tomorrow. Yeah, and and our social media pages are buzzing as usual. Talking about inten- intensity in training. Well, <laughs> the game of clowns. Yeah, I think I think a, a head coach's job is actually very difficult, you know, because I wonder how I'm supposed to look at, look at those players with a straight face after what they did in the last match. <laughs> it, might, it might get very violent, like because it's <laughs> well, the thing is. I think it's it's much easier to deal with because most of these managers they are not United fans, you know. They're just yeah. doing a job. So that's just it. If a United fan was on that training ground, man, it it would be very, very toxic. It would be very, very toxic. You know, there were there were times this season when I've 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 wanted to go into my television and punch Rashford on his face. And I I'm never joking. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel I feel like one thing I want to see tomorrow I want to see Medri starting the match I want him to start because at this point I don't think we're really playing for anything else this season like I mean Bruno said Bruno 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 had had I I don't know what the problem was but I know Bruno to be someone who has a very good mentality and then he goes on I mean you're Manchester United and you lose four 0 to Liverpool and then you say you have nothing to fight for. Whereas I, I don't get it. Even if, even if, even if, even if at that point you were tenth on the table, there's no way you don't have anything to fight for. Where's your pride? Yeah, you fight for pride. You're Manchester United, but you can't really, you can't really blame these players. You get, because how does a player from Sporting come to United and he's the leader? It's just, it's just not proper, you know. Like people that know what United is about sh- should have been should have been doing more, you know, for the club. But the whole thing has been dipped thoroughly in mediocrity. Like I don't know, I really don't know. At this point, like the only hope that I have is that I know that Ten Hag actually actually values it, you know, because most of these players they are already the best that they can ever be, you know. Some yeah. people like they have they have these exceptions towards some of these some of these guys that run 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 a bit better than the rest of them. You know, people like Fred. I don't think Fred is ever going to be good enough because Fred is what twenty eight to twenty nine, and you're talking about Fred being good enough under a new coach. There's no future with Fred. 
just as there was no future with Matic. These players are they are at the tail end of their career. I would have said prime, but we've already seen Fred's prime <laughs> and all that. So it's just it's it's actually a damning a damning verdict you get on any player that chose to stay in this United star, side till now. You get that have stayed years under numerous managers, won nothing. You get and still stayed. There's only yeah. one explanation. You're here for the money, and you were exactly. never good enough. I was about to say that. If you're a good enough player, you wouldn't have stayed in that team. I'm telling you, if I came, if, if I was the manager that was announced, you get, and I had my way, and we actually had a competent, a competent board, you know, I'd be selling ten players. Yeah, and me too. Um, quickly, I, now now you've talked about the manager. Um, Eric Ten Hag has been speaking about the United job. Um, I think on. On big profiles, he says he says that he's the manager, and then he has conviction. And I've been reading a whole lot about conviction. <laughs> I've been reading, and then um, conviction is important if you want to, if you're a manager. And he says, I mean, he believes in himself. He believes in what he wants to achieve. He believes in how he wants to play. And then, no matter how big you are, that um, if you if you don't play according to how he wants to play, you have to answer to him. Now, that would have been a problem if. If it was any other manager, or if, but I know for a fact that they stalled to get to an agreement because Eric Ten Hag had to make his demands clear to the board, and he also said that um he's the manager, which means that the results are on him, and and this means that as in he has made his demands very clear to the board, so that when there's a problem, nobody will come and blame him and say you've not done your job when the board has not done their own job. And it's nice to see that there could be a future with Eric in charge. And this is the content for our episode today, by the way. It's all Ten Hag and how and how um, we we see United with him. I've seen I've seen his higher side, you know, not just one side, you get yeah. sides. And I know he's a very, very good coach, you know. Especially like when when you're coming from a club from the Netherlands and all that. You really you really need the club to protect you, you know, because most of these players are way more popular than you and the fans are probably backing these players. You get more than they might even back you. You get well, they've they've been playing in the top five leagues you get for a while. That's why yeah. I mentioned protection, you get. They have to give you the license to come in and and come with your authority, you get. They should yeah. know, the players should know that you're going to be the boss, you get. And and things are going to change because if if you let him come in, they're going to like try to treat him like Ole or diminish him like Radnik. Because how can you have a new coach with the vast experience that Radnik has, and then they start leaking that Radnik has not has not won anything, like. You have you won anything? Like, <laughs> we have we've had accomplished people, you know, accomplished accomplished um, managers, you know, bigging up Ragnik, you guys, and you yourself, a player that has won nothing in your career, you get you now try to come and diminish somebody who has actually achieved things, even if it's mostly in philosophy, you get they've done way better than you and. And you 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 feel like yeah you're playing for my United that there's something special about you. 
There's really nothing. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, there, okay, we've we've lost matches to championship side, League One side of recent. I can remember the season that we lost to MK Don. I think that yeah, funny. Yeah. Now, can you imagine that? Like, even if sticks we are raised to play for my United sticks. You get you shouldn't be losing those matches. There should be pride. You get there should be pride. This is Manchester United. You get like these players are not United players. It's so obvious. I don't know how I don't know what's going on with Rashford. You get, but I know for a certain Rashford Rashford might be having a bad patch now. You get, but I'm I'm not saying I never I never. Expected Rashford get to be a world beater. You get the way yeah. he plays, he's always going to have a cap. You get it's just like yeah. a sterling. You get they're just they're just a level of you get just like on Monson. You get they're just a level of like there's there's just something like there's a ceiling. Class. Yes, there's a ceiling yeah. to what they can do. You get so it's not like they can be very integral members to your squad. You can utilize their best characteristics. It's just like Gadiola does with Sterling. He did it against Liverpool and he does it from time to time. You get in big matches. You stick Sterling and try to use his pace against the opposition. But they are not going to ever be complete players, you know. And part of that I blame my United for because I feel like at a very young age he was playing too many matches and he didn't have time to develop his game. Yeah, he didn't have time to develop his game. And, and also, yeah. I, I, I feel like we've talked about it over and over again that he was giving things way too soon. He was giving yeah. the number 10 shirts. He was giving yeah. a very huge a very huge salary. Yeah, but when you, give him, when you give him the number 10, he has to start, you know. He has to start. Because the number 10 just is not going to be sitting on the bench from time to time, you know. But... What I'm saying is, even the managers that came in used him to get results. They did not develop his game. You get, and yeah. then that that has that has caused the ripple effect. It's really no surprise that what is happening to Marcus Rashford. It's really no surprise because it was always going to end up this way. And I I I hope I I know for a fact that United will not sell Rashford. No, nobody's going to sell Rashford. No matter the team you are in the world, you are definitely not going to sell Rashford. Yeah. So I just hope because I, as much as Rashford still has a future, you know. Yeah. He still has a future, and he still has room to improve. A lot of time, he has six more years till he's thirty. And as as much as we've criticized every United player on this on this podcast, um, Rashford is one player I'm looking. I'm I'm looking towards watching other Ten Hag and hoping that he will improve. Because I mean, we we, we we have seen how good Rashford can be. As Precious has said, he'll probably not be a world beater, but he's I mean he's good enough. He's good enough. And I don't then, think I don't think there's this illusion, you know, that he's going to be the star of the team. I don't think he's going to be the star of United. No, he's not. I that's, I that's I feel the like problem. There are a lot of players with more talent, but they with, just keep trying to do things with Rashford. You know, with, like with, I feel like People okay, should okay. be giving chances at United. Like, let me tell you where this club went wrong. Let me tell you where Radcliffe went wrong. You get... They went wrong in coming in and trying to salvage the season. 
Like, that was the worst thing they, he could have done, you get. Because when he came in, he started trying to play, you know, some particular set of players, you get. Because he felt like they could be the spine of the team, you get. Maybe get fourth place or something, you know. But imagine if Ragdi came in and already started the rebuild, you get. Because he might not know who the new manager is. You get or the way he wants to play, but definitely he should have an idea of how the new manager would not want to play, and the yeah. players he wouldn't want to play for him. You get and pull that thought quickly. And um, just just before you continue, and um, we have to end this segment now. And um, there will be a segment where we continue just soon enough. Okay, yeah, um, you were you were talking about rebuilding and um and trying to salvage this. just before yeah. we had to cut the segment shots. I was mentioning that you know Ragnik came in and then he was trying to save a season. You get and I felt like the rebuild should have started then. You know, a lot of players should be should have been getting auditions. You get, and by auditions I mean I mean seeing them play. You get and knowing if these are people that can actually be integrated into the first team, you get. Because these other guys, like, I felt like it was it was um, a huge disrespect to Ole, you know, when everything was put on him, you know. Like, in hindsight now, you get. Yeah. When everything was put on him, I feel like it was a bit disrespectful because Ragnik thought that when he comes in, you get he could actually make these players better. You get, and we can see that 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 has not worked so far, you know. And one thing I like about Ragnik is, you know, there's this there's this bit of honesty, you know. Yeah, he's, in, he's so honest in the way he tries to he try, he tries to be professional and not say so much, but you can see that he loves the game, and there are really some things that he he just cannot keep under wraps, you know. Like coming out of the Liverpool game and saying we would need 10 players, you know. Like, yeah. That is, I think, that is, that is I just think, damning on this player. I think, I think for, funny enough, he never have a figure in his head. I mean, he said three, four, possibly 10. I mean, he was, he was probably thinking, I mean, oh, everybody has to, has to leave this team, man. This, this guy's think. <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay, if 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 he was able to make that assessment, you know, right from the day he started, don't you think he should have started phasing out these players by now? Because this new coach is going to need one season to do that. You get so yeah, that is adding an extra season to the rebuild because he's going to come in and then everybody's going to want a chance. You get but if your time is up, you get you're not playing for this club anymore. You get and because the players should not be allowed to get away with this. My United fans should never forgive these players. You get because the banter that we've endured and these players just consistently keep posting, like keep embarrassing they just us. Keep posting and posting I, and I posting. I mean, just just before just before we played Arsenal, we saw Harry Maguire say, and I I mean I I, I know of three players that have done this nonsense. We saw Harry Maguire. First of all, he was um, 
Marin Fellaini, for some reason, Jose Mourinho likes him a lot. And then he comes out to say the nonsense he did. I mean, you, you, you could check it out later, but he, he basically said that the manager needs him and so he's not going anywhere. And then the fans can piss off. Yeah. And then Nemayamatic comes out to say it was it was during the early era. He comes out to say that um in all the games he started, that we've not lost any, that um, if the manager does not want to play him, that's his problem. And then Harry Maguire, just before the Liverpool game, he comes out to say that if he's not good enough, he won't be starting every game. And that he it's I mean he thinks on, it's man. because Look he's, in the he mirror. thinks it's because he's good enough. Now there's this thing I saw today, you know. There's this thing I saw today. I was watching I, I saw some, someone posted a clip of England training, you know. And then that was Maguire, there was Henderson and you know, the normal Eng- England call ups, you know. So they were doing they were doing passing drills, you know, and then the ball was being kicked so quickly and when he got to Maguire, Maguire stopped the ball and switched it over to his other foot and then <laughs> slowly was trying to play the pass. And Henderson was like, What you doing? Like he was like he was so pissed. He was like, What did this old man do with this ball? Like <laughs> you can't play a quick pass. And that that is just the summary of Maguire. You get slow. Everything slow, mentally slow, physically slow. Everything is just slow. Like, why can't you... Okay, when he's trying to progress the play, he takes a look at the space, shows the defenders, all of them, where he's going to play the What pass, he wants to do. And then takes another look to make sure that, in case they didn't see his first signal, that he's showing them where he wants to play the pass. And then he plays it. And then the person that receives the so-called pass is now under so much pressure and loses the ball. I mean, look at look at the pass to Hannibal against Liverpool for the fourth goal. He said he said he must be doing something like that. That's why the managers are picking him. He's just being picked because he's he's an eight billion bag of rubbish that shouldn't start for United ever again. Like I I don't know as as much as I condemn. The fact that they, they, as in, they were bomb threats and all of that. Maguire cannot be forgiven. I. How how do you and not just Maguire? It's like eighty percent of this squad cannot be forgiven. For goodness, um, it's. I, I mean, we said it was. Them. They would never be good enough. They will never. I am sure. That we said of the eleven players that started that game against Liverpool. Seven of them will never be good enough. And that includes players like Dalot. These players have a ceiling. Like, you cannot be Manchester United and play with these players. You get, even if you don't have, you're not technically world class, you get. Physically, at least. I can remember the times of Rafael. You get, Rafael was not Arnold. Rafael was was not Cancelo. He wasn't, he wasn't any of those players, but he had a heart. You get the tracking back, the dying minute goals from a right back that is not. And so there was no, there header. was no. It's like there was no, there was nobody wanted to. I, I mean, I, I, I had to stop watching the game. That's how bad it was. Nobody wanted at, at least with with Man City, as with with City, we knew that okay, it's a problem of quality. I mean, the the quality is like while well, like I on the ground and they are. 
at the sky or something. But then with Liverpool, nobody wanted to do anything. It was just like when you make two passes, then you hoof the ball, and then Van Dijk wins the ball, and then Liverpool progress again. It was so embarrassing. It and was worse than that, bro. Did you see the spacing between the lines? Like there was so much space. There was this clip of Thiago. You know, I actually saw it. I'm sure it was clipped out, and I'm probably be used to bad towels. Now we were pressing in midfield, and Thiago was bending over, like in midfield, just relaxed. Because even if they leave four United people pressing two United midfield, two two um, Liverpool midfielders, we no, there's no way we are getting the ball. Like he just bent over while the ball was in play, like and stretching, like. How many times this season? This is basically the third time. Salah said that my United made it easy. Like, just imagine. You played United. <laughs> I'll, I'll never get tired of saying this. You don't, you don't even have to play fluid football. We played five defenders, for God's sake. Like, this man, like, Ragnik cannot escape the blame. He has been, he has been horrible as a coach. These players have been horrible and Ragnik has been horrible. Because why would you play Phil Jones over Bailey? Man, same question I asked. When and... you are playing, you are playing Liverpool, and the key element of Liverpool's game is pace. You get, and you found yeah. these three slowest defenders you could get, lay your hands on, and started all three of them. That that's that yeah. that's his big plan. You get to beat Liverpool. That's just embarrassing, man. And it's then, very, very, it's, very embarrassing. anyway, it's been it's been really moody. It's this episode will probably be called the blame game. Yeah, <laughs> really. One thing. Let, let's talk about Ten Hag. You know, we've been yeah, we've yeah, so much time that, talking about the past. Let's get into now, more serious things, please. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think is going to start for Ten Hag? Jadon Sancho. Mm-hmm, obviously. I Sorry? think Sancho is finally. I think Sancho is finally going to be able to play on the left. I think he's going to play on the left under, under um, under Ten Hag. You know, because yeah, he's really. I don't think he's he's very good when he's. Can you hear me? I don't yeah, think he's I... very good when he's playing so wide. I don't think that that's a strong suit of his, especially in the yeah. Premier League. You get. I don't think he has the pace. Because you can see that he has the trickery, but he really doesn't have that much pace, you know. Not not that I don't think he can run, you get, but I don't think that's what he likes to do, you know. I feel like... Okay, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're talking about Sancho and um, what, yeah, the role we think is going to be under Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, so I was saying he's probably going to he's probably going to play as an inside forward for a while, you know, because I feel like his talents would be better suited to just the inside channels of the pitch, you know. But you would need you would need very very agile, you know, fullbacks for that. I don't think we have that. So it it would be interesting to see how. How Ten Hag decides to to move forward, you know, with with those group of players. But 
there's really hope to, for the future, you know. Hearing hearing things like um that these players are going to either play the way he wants to play or they will hear from him. That's that's very encouraging to hear. He, he, he must have been watching yeah. United. Yeah, he he also said that he was not going to accept the job if there was no guarantee that he was going to have his say on transfers. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to he's going to have he's going to have a say on transfers, of course. Yeah, okay. Um so there's there's Jidon Sancho. I I know that United will not sell Rashford. So at some point, right? I in fact I know that Rashford will play on that ten hag. Yeah, I I I know he is, you get and probably somebody's going to have if these players do well on the on that ten hag, then I still won't forgive them because it's a big shame they've they've made it so that we've had to go through a lot. You know, to get to get something out of them, and that's something that that's never going to be fine. You know, having to having to get in a manager that that maybe has to be more strict for you to perform. Like that's so bad because you're being paid so much. You know, and you're not rejecting your your wages. You get, you, yeah. You're taking them, and then you're putting in bad performances, and. You're waiting for someone to come and give you some, you know, some kind of kick, kick up the ass for you to do something. No, that's that's improper. That's not the United way. That's that's, that's not that's... why I joined United, and that's not the yeah. kind of attitude that I've seen from United greats. You know. Okay. So, which which other players do you think will play for Ten Hag, and how? I mean, how, how we know that he has to rebuild him. Um, there was there was an article by Jimmy Carragher who I don't know he's an antagonist in my opinion. Um, I I I feel like saying Ten Hag needs five or six years to rebuild is very dramatic, by the way. <laughs> but saying he needs three years to rebuild is also um, not not underlining the facts properly. I'll I'll say three years where where we get to the level where we are supposed to be and get to the level where we are dominating. I mean, we don't have to win the league every season. Um, football has moved on and then United don't have um, as much dominance as they used to under Salas Ferguson in terms of finance and all of that stuff. But we should be at a point where the only acceptable thing for us every season is top three. The funny After... thing is, is now we say you can't dominate in football, but that's what City has been doing in the Premier League. You know, like no matter how you look at it, you got since Guardiola came to Man City, he has dominated. You get, and this is even if they manage not to carry the Premier League trophy, you know, if they miss out on that, they also dominated. But as you can see, for long stretches this season, they've been at the top. You get, and that's domination, you know. And under Ferguson, Ferguson didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't buying. You know, all the players in the world. And most times, like, I could think of teams that had better squad, you know, than my United. Because I can remember that when you're playing, when you're playing football games, you know, my United had never been like the top pick, you know, even in the old games and all that. Cause yeah. They, they're not the team with the best players. You can, but we never had five stars. Yeah. I... 
But then when you watch them play, you know, you know that there's a whole lot to play for my United than talent, you know, ability. It's more than that. It's it's the shirt, you know, it's supposed to mean something and so many people have forgotten that even the players, man, like Maguire shouldn't play for my United again, ever again. To be able to at come out that's that's I mean like I, that should have yeah. taken they should have taken the captains captains and band from him. You can't do that. You can't say that about the fans. You can't. I, I mean, I, I'm. I'm not even. I'm not even surprised that. I mean, I. I. I've forgotten the game where Harry Maguire was given a red card, and then he threw the United captain Amban on the floor. I was so pissed. That's and, and I think I think it was the game where he stupidly gave away the foul. Where where he won. I there was a pass to him, and then he played the ball forward. I waited for someone to come to take the ball and then he rushed into a tackle and he got a red card and he threw his captain Amban on the floor. And instead of Ole to scold him at that point, Ole shook his hand while he was walking to the dressing room. That's just it's, crazy, man. That's this club crazy. this club at this point is very rotten and they had it just has to be a change, man. Like nobody nobody is nobody is 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 bold enough, brave enough to throw themselves under the bus, you know. They're always trying to, they're always trying to throw someone else, you know. Always trying to, always trying to, you know, blame someone else. Always trying to deflect the blame. You know, that's that's just very bad. You know, that's very bad. Anyway, um, this would be this should be a short episode. I think we are done. Maybe Precious does not agree. If you have anything else to say, Precious will probably take the lead from here on. So, the thing is, um, I feel like I feel like he can he can actually make a difference, you know, to to these players, and especially when he comes with that mentality of, I'm not going to give in to to the pressure, and then it's always going to be the right man for the job, doing the job, because. There are players that I like, you know, in the United team. But more than these players, you get, I value the club. You know, I want the club to do well. I want the club to to go back to the heights, you know, that they were formerly known for. I want people that play with hearts, that play with, I want to play for this club. Like, and, like, that, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, my United bred players, ex-players and all that. It doesn't have to be all that because, before these players came to United, they already had mentality, you get. So, wherever these players that have good mentality are, you know, you bring them to the club. You bring them, man. You bring them to the club. They don't have to be United players. Because what, what they do they you don't mean have by to United be players? I mean, for, we've, we've talked over and over again how, how Liverpool gets their players. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. We've seen Louis Diaz, you know. Who knew Diaz before Liverpool signed him? Yeah. Before I before he's not playing with Europe allies before, and then he comes in and he looks right at home. He's he plays with pride, he plays with passion, you know. They're just players that are this way, and you can find them, you know. I don't I don't want the shiny new toy, I don't want the Darwin Nunes of this world. I don't I don't need players that people know about. I want them to go in there and then and look yes. for the players that fit with the manager wants to play. Yeah, that that can play for the team. That can play for the team, and it's just it can be done, you know. 
It's just who is willing to come in and do the work. And I feel like we don't need just Ten Hag, you know. We yeah. need someone to come in. And I hope Ragni can do that job. The job he couldn't do as a coach. You know, I hope he's angry enough now to go <laughs> upstairs and oversee a total clear out. Total clear out. Some people should not be given a chance to even get yeah, better. I, mean, I, 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 I feel like I feel like there's some players that should not be playing for this club. There's Harry Maguire, there's Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I don't I don't know. Some people may say it's an agenda, but I man, I'm not forgiving these guys. Poba is injured, you know. Poba is injured. I want to see Majibri starting tomorrow. That would be the biggest statement that this club can make. Benching Maguire playing being and starting Hannibal Majibri in midfield. There is yeah. nothing more to lose. We just need people that can come in and do a job. They don't have to be the most experienced. Play like a good enough on the 23 player and you will do a better job than these guys do. But I know he's not going to do that. He's probably going to play. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to play um, McTominay. McTominay is back. Well, Popeye is injured. Let's see who, who he partnered with McTominay because Fred is unavailable. I need to see Amanda. I can't wait for tomorrow's episode, man. <laughs> like the episode that's going to cover the Arsenal match, you know. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. On Tuesday is LCW by the way. It's the episode on David Diga. Yeah, can't wait to get into that, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, we are done here. As always, on social media, on social media at my space show on Facebook. And Twitter and at my speech on that score on Instagram. You can follow us on those platforms. Thank you for staying through. Um, I've been continuing our and I've had precious all through this episode with me. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, bye bye. There is hope. I mean, I I know and I'm saying with conviction that that is the right man for the managerial for the managerial role and I cannot overemphasize this for the managerial role. United still have to appoint someone to oversee the scouting department. There's rumors that um they are in talks with Paul Mitchell. I have no idea about that. I cannot say for a fact that those rumors are credible enough for you to believe, but there has to be a change at this club and it's good to see that you know, so I've woken up to the fact that it has to be a change. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a lovely weekend. Good luck tomorrow. Have a lovely match day. Match week tomorrow. Enjoy. Football, football is supposed to be enjoyed. Forget that this was a really sad episode. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I cannot believe how much this episode is going to sound. As soon as I publish it, I'll listen. I'm, I'm waiting to be amazed. Bye-bye. Bye.